Hi, and welcome to TD Synex presents Cisco Smart Sustainable Hybrid. My name's Dan Griffin, and I'm the Cisco Enterprise Networking BDM at TD Synex. Today, we're joined by Joachim Mason, Regional Sales Director at Cisco, and Simon Light, Technical Lead for Smart and Sustainable Environments, and they're going to be talking about Cisco Spaces. Uh, thanks, Dan, and uh, hello, Simon, a warm welcome, good to see you. Hello, Joachim, you too. Um, so we were hearing in the last episode all about um, smart buildings uh, and the sort of physical structure and the, almost kind of the innards of, of, of smart buildings, if uh, you'll, you'll pardon the imagery. Um, and in this one, we want to actually concentrate on what's happening within those buildings. And Simon, this is, and excuse the pun here, a really interesting space, as we know. Um, but the, the businesses you speak to on a daily basis, um, you know, I, I presume are looking for a solution that gives them what? Data? Yeah, exactly that. I find at the moment there's a, a big push post-COVID. What are we doing with our workspaces, right? And I'm sure you've covered this uh, in the previous episodes around how do we how do we actually see that post-COVID world? Do we see people coming back into the office? What actually is hybrid working, right? Mm. And so what I see a lot of businesses looking for is is around how do we. Uh, get data about how we are utilizing these spaces we're going to try and move to a world where we need to uh, understand the fit of our buildings do we re-sign our leases there's a lot of money up for costs here right so how do we understand how our spaces are being utilized further than just the look and the feel of the building right how do we get some data about when people are coming in which areas are they using etc and that's really the, the the main outcome that we see and and I'm going to ask the obvious question, and I know you you probably deal with this and bat it away on a day to day basis. But the whole idea of sensors and data, you know, it can be quite sensitive. I mean, you know, people are a little bit concerned about Big Brother and being watched all the time. What you know is that is that a real hurdle, or or, or how do we overcome that? No, I completely agree, and, and I'd be in the same boat, right? Do we want to understand, you know, how long are people spending in the office? What does the workday look like? Are we seeing on a Friday uh, that the, the office isn't busy at three o'clock because everyone's gone out for a, for a drink, for example, right? How does that how does that reflect, right? So what we generally see is as long as there's enough value for the end users. So take for example providing insight back into those end users that when they travel to the office they're going to be able to notify whether they can get a desk, can get a meeting room. They get better understanding of how spaces are utilised, air quality within that environment, temperature within that environment, and generally have a better workplace to visit. As long as we present that back, generally we found that people aren't so concerned with the data that we collect. And I'm thinking there, I'm sort of chuckling slightly. I mean, I've been um, with the same company for a while now, Cisco, um, and I've become very familiar with our offices. So I probably don't need uh, help in finding my way around. But I'm thinking, you know, lots of organi- you know, lots of people have joined companies through the pandemic. That the whole notion of being in a physical building is kind of, or being in that particular building is. Um, uh, is a it's kind of a new experience has become a new experience again and I mean even stuff like how you find your way around how you find your your, your meeting rooms etc is that is that the sorts of things that you know we can start to add to the experience 
Yeah, exactly that, exactly that, right? And we see it a, a lot with new visitors. Um, people who have high footfall of visitors, for example, take our offices, right? We bring customers in a lot of the time. And generally, we have people there to try and guide them around that space. But what if it was a bit more self-serviced, right? What if you didn't have to interact with anyone to be able to get to your meeting, for example, right? Um, I had a really interesting conversation with uh, an NHS trust who just hired a new um, CIO. The CIO was 20 minutes late to his first ever meeting because he couldn't find his office because he didn't know the layout of the building. Yeah. It's obviously a very large, difficult to navigate campus. And what I find super interesting about that example is 95% of the people who go into that building are a visitor who are mm. attending for a for a visit, for a checkup, for an emergency. They've got enough stress on their mind thinking about the medical scenario that they're about to face, right? Let alone being 20 minutes late because they haven't been able to find the office that they're meant to go to to meet the doctor that they're meant to meet, right? So I thought that was a really interesting No, outcome. you're right. I'm just sitting here imagining, you know, any times I've been in that in environment, you're trying to find the right department and you're right, you know, you're in, there's an element of stress because you don't really want to be there. Um, so you kind of want to get that visit over and done and successfully as, as possible. So yeah, lateness and, and getting lost is 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 adding to is adding to the stress to the stress. I mean, the other one I'm thinking about also is um, you know we see in certain offices, certain offices are are just naturally busier because of, of of where they are. And you you know you have you booked the space? You know how easy is it for you to find space? You know meeting rooms or individual working spaces. I mean, is that the sorts of things that um, you know that we can also I guess, sense, analyse and, and, and provide insights around? Yeah, exactly. And, and I think that's a really interesting point to touch upon as well, because that's a real money saver from the business perspective, is that, hey, you know, um, office space is one of the most busy parts of a, any kind of facilities cost, right? Um, including things like HVAC and, and lighting, etc. right? So how do we best utilise office space? So take, for example, our, our Cisco City office, right? We have a couple of floors, um, across the city, how do we best utilise those areas? Do we need to shrink those areas or do we need to grow those areas? With this post-COVID world, we're reassessing the way that we actually work within office space. So how do we take that data in mind further than just understanding, hey, you know, it's probably going to be most busy on a Thursday and much less people come in on a Friday, right? How do we get some actual physical data about, hey, on a Thursday, we're actually 95% occupancy, can we create better fit of our buildings? Mm. So there are buildings within the city that are only at 20% occupancy at the, at the maximum. Can we shrink, can we flex those spaces to better operate, right? So yeah, absolutely. That kind of occupancy within an office scenario is, is a real killer. And just, um, uh, I mean, I'm thinking that you talked about, you know, the, the actual sort of physically collecting the, the data and and excuse my ignorance here, but I mean, how, how do we do that? Is that a whole sort of different network of centres or can we do that within the existing network environment? How do we do that? Yeah, so it's a really good question, right? And I think this is one of the, the key leverage points of spaces is that we take data that's already flowing across the network, right? We pull in data from things like access points, um, a different set of sensor estates. So if, if customers and uh, have already gone out and purchased a series of sensors, we can start to work and integrate with them. We also pull in um, endpoint data, so things from within meeting rooms that, that take calls, right, WebEx devices, etc. We can start to pull data in from those and start to understand, for example, hey, I'm sat in a big 30-person meeting room and there's only three of us on a call. That's a really poor utilisation of that space, right? So we're only leveraging data that already exists. We're presenting this back in a way that makes it super easy to understand 
and so that you know customers facilities teams can visualize that data and really understand what does their fit actually look like right and I'm just, I mean, I was just imagining there, you know, that example of the 30 space meeting room, you know, the, the large um, uh, meeting table, everyone kind of spread out. But you take that a step further and presumably, you know, in the winter time, you're heating a room, you know, designed for 30 that only got three in it or, you know, conversely in the summertime, you're cooling a room, you know, for 30 where there's only three in it. I mean, is that the sorts of thing that we can then automatically just sort of sense and, and make sure we're making the right adjustments in terms of the environmentals? Yeah, exactly that, right? So within Spaces, we have a, a really cool ruling engine, essentially, that allows us to create outbound API calls. And what that really means is we can start to leverage some of the other systems that are already in place in customers' sites. So things like the building management system, the lighting control system, could even be the, the digital signage platform, as an example, right? And we can make outbound calls into those platforms and the APIs that are available for those platforms to create changes dynamically, right? So let's take, for example, that big 30-person meeting room. We see there's five people in that room for you know more than five minutes, for example. Maybe we want to send an API call back down to that piece of signage in that room to say, hey, you're actually creating a really poor utilization of this space. There are huddle rooms listed here, for example. Uh, why don't you go and take one of those huddle rooms? Um, and being able to integrate into those third-party systems, like you say, allows us to integrate into things like BMS, right? Mm. Turn down the HVAC into rooms. Um, and that's something we did actually in Pen1, right? So within the Pen1 estate, the WebEx devices in the room, when people start to come in, start to count the heads within that room. And as we hit a certain level of occupancy, let's call it 50% in this example, we actually start to ramp up that HVAC fan speed within that room so that we are properly catering for the environment that they're in. Yeah, no, that's interesting. That's, and, you know, again, I'm thinking about... Because um, one of the key things here is all the different links that you can make with Cisco Spaces. You know, it's not... You know, it's... it's it's Yes, it's using the data that's travelling across the network, as you said, but then it's a question of what are, what are the things that are connected to that network. So there's some of the sort of functional capabilities around the, the building itself. But I'm also imagining, and I saw this... I um, was lucky enough to... Um, visit 22 Bishopsgate in, in the centre of London which is you know is known as a bit of a showcase around smart buildings you know generally speaking in in, in the industry and, and, and Cisco's had a an important role to play there but one of the things that they were talking about was um was, was an app which was designed for anyone who uses 22 Bishopsgate on a day-to-day basis and you know there was all of the things that you mentioned but there was you know loads of other stuff as well like third-party catering and and information about travel and and you know the on-site gyms etc so you know is that something that spaces in it is, is is sort of core to and central to as well yeah exactly it, it sits slightly to the side of us to be honest right so we start to work with these app partners and what's really great about when customers have either a building app or a, a facilities app for the space that they're working in is it really allows us to get data right down to the end users rather than being able to present this say on a piece of signage as an example we can actually start to push that data directly down to an app in that end user's Mm. phone, right? Which for for a normal user, for a day-to-day person, right? Not necessarily the IT techie, that's the way they consume data today, right? So we were able to present that back in a really comfortable way. But secondly, we can start to create better data and understanding from that mobile app itself, right? So we take the example of the future of retail, right? Which is something we talk around in spaces a lot. Let's take, for example, you're stood at a checkout or stood at a part of the store and you need some help. 
you can go into that app for that environment and say, hey, I need some help. And you can stream back your live location for where you are, right? If you're walking around the store after you've needed help, then great, we still have your location. We can still understand how we can best serve you as a customer, right? So being able to have an app on the phone that connects all of that data back together um, really is beneficial for us, yeah. Yeah, and and I'm just imagining, you know, whether my experience as an employee, if I'm going into a particular building and having all of that stuff to hand, I mean, you know, we've seen that, um, you know, everything is moving to digitally and we consume so many things via an app now and, and I know that if I was someone who was regularly either, you know, in a certain building and I was getting all of these different services, you know, pumped to the phone in the way that I'm, you know, that I'm that I'm looking for, that's going to improve my experience and what I'm looking for. Similarly, that example around, you know, you're in the shop and you don't know which which of the, you know, uh, the, the store's employees to interrupt to find that, that very particular thing. And sometimes I have some very particular things on my shopping list that, you know, flummox even the most experienced store worker. So, uh, yeah, being able to do that digitally, I think would be a real a, a real benefit what um i mean this 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 still feels very current and modern and, and and innovative and you know we know that um there's probably large swathes of um or you know of environments out there that still really need to embrace and, and adopt what you've what you've been describing simon but 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 then also thinking slightly ahead what what do you see as coming down the line um you know around cisco spaces and and data and what we can do with it Yeah, I think really we're going to start focusing more and more on that client end user view, right? So for location services has been around for a long, long time, right? And we've been able to do things like asset tracking, um, monitoring space utilization, etc. And that's been really valuable to present back to the business. But I think what we're realizing and again, kind of this post-COVID hybrid working world is that these end users are actually really important to us, right? We're seeing this great resignation. We're seeing, you know, businesses spend a lot of money rejuvenating their offices so that their workers have good places to work. So when it comes to location services, we're going to start to present some of that data more readily back to those end users. So things like employee apps, completely on the rise. Things like workspace understanding tools, right, that our employees can use to go and book spaces understand utilization right i think gone are the days of walking around the lap walking around the office with a laptop trying to find on outlook which rooms haven't been booked right poking your head in every other room to try and see if anyone's jumped in for a call right you're going to be able to see that better understanding of the office just from an app just from a web page just from a piece of signage for example i think that's really the future yeah, no, I can really, no, I can really imagine that because uh, in the same way, I could imagine it was me who was wandering around looking lost with the laptop in my hand. So, uh, yeah, any help gratefully received. Simon, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure. I know you've got a busy day ahead of you, so we won't take any more of your time. But thank you, uh, thank you very much. We look forward to speaking again soon. Thanks so much, Joachim. Good to see. You. Cheers. Thank you, Joachim and Simon, for that wonderful conversation. If you want to know more about Cisco Spaces, then contact your sales rep at TD Cinex. On the next conversation, we'll be talking about hybrid working. Thank you for listening.